Good Friday to you. My name is Adrian Perez. I'm your host here on the Coast to Coast Latino podcast. The thing is, is that we just can't seem to stay out of uh, national uh, news. Um, I mean, from COVID-19 attacking uh, our community the hardest across the nation, not just in California or not just in Texas, but across the nation. And uh, we also have an economic downturn that's somewhat of an upturn if you look at the numbers in terms of employment. But guess what? The economy is shutting down again because of COVID-19. So when we think that we have something good going on and it looks like it's going to turn good, all of a sudden, boom, we get hit with something new. And it's been like that in 2020. 2020 has been almost a decade long. And yet here we are just entering the seventh month of, uh, of the year. I want to wish each and every one of you a happy 4th of July. I hope uh, you're going to celebrate America's birthday. It is a good time to celebrate, but yet everyone is being told, don't celebrate with large crowds. Uh, if you're going to do something, do it at home. If you're going to, oh, here's a very interesting tip for those of you that are buying fireworks and are going to be using fireworks. If you have been using some kind of a hand sanitizer, do not light fireworks because that's flammable. And, and the, the hand sanitizer, the alcohol, actually stays on your hands. So you don't want to go out there and light fireworks and then find out the hard way that, guess what, uh, my hand sanitizer is flammable. So uh, FYI, be cautious out there. But still have a good time. Enjoy the barbecue. Enjoy the kids. Uh, enjoy the grandparents. And also, don't forget your masks. I know there's been a big push lately from uh, several radical groups, and they are radical. Several radical groups that are pushing, saying, oh, you're taking away my freedom. You're, you're uh, not letting me breathe, and so on and so forth. Listen, folks, these masks are designed to protect you and your loved ones and the people that you're with. They're not designed to make you uncomfortable. They're not designed to, to make it difficult for you to breathe. And when you think about breathing, okay, if you were to be inflicted with COVID-19, your lungs will fill with liquid. Assuming that, that uh, you get the worst uh, uh, scenario here, you go to the hospital, uh, your lungs fill with liquid and they have to use a ventilator. And the ventilators, by the way, are not just a fan. What they really are is a machine with tubes. And those tubes are put in through your throat into your lungs. One tube is to remove the liquid. The other tube is to try to give you air so you can continue living. The reason so many people have died, and we're talking about almost 130,000 people across the U.S. have died of coronavirus in the last three months. Three months, people. 130,000 people, okay? The reason they have died is because their bodies filled up with liquid and the machine just couldn't function. It couldn't do it anymore. So people die. It's a terrible way to die. 
And I know many of you have questions. What does COVID-19 mean? Well, first of all, it's a scientific uh, name, COVID-19. 19 is for the year that it was discovered. COVID is the type of flu that it is. And uh, you've seen bottles of Lysol that say, uh, will uh, uh, wipe all kinds of germs out, including coronavirus. Well, coronavirus is not new. COVID-19 is new, okay? And that's why we are treating it very differently. That's why it should have been treated very differently the day it showed up at the shores of the United States of America. We should have been prepared. Unfortunately, uh, our leadership didn't take it very seriously. And uh, our leadership continues to essentially mock this thing and, and not really pay attention to the fact that 130,000 people have died under his watch. And he should have been doing something about it. Instead, what does he do? He issues a, an executive order to protect Confederate statues, Confederate statues. The Confederacy was, was, were traitors. They fought against the United States of America. They were traitors. Okay? And yet we're protecting the statues that were erected uh, on their behalf uh, by people who were sympathetic back then. Today, in modern times with Black Lives Matter and, 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 uh, and perhaps a, a touch of realization, we recognize that, no, those guys were traitors and anybody who waves the Dixie flag is a traitor, okay? So our leaders have been focused on that. They avoided the idea of using masks. And as a result, a lot of folks went out and protested without masks. They hung around without masks. They went, as soon as the economy started opening up, they went out without masks and they got themselves infected. And young people don't necessarily die from this. But old people do. And if a young person is afflicted with COVID-19, they take it home, they, get to, they give it to grandma, they give it to their parents, and guess what? Some individuals pass away. See, the, our leaders, uh, for some reason, have had this idea that this thing was just going to disappear. In fact, let, let me share with you a, a, a clip of uh, what we were told numerous times since way back in February. Check this out. Looks like by April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. I hope that's true. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. I said calm. You have to be calm. It'll go away. It's going to go away. This is going to go away. And I think we're going to be very good with the coronavirus. I think that at some point uh, that's going to sort of just disappear, I hope. You still believe so? Disappear? Well, I do. I do. Yeah, sure. It'll disappear. Well, here's the problem, folks. California, Texas, and Florida, all states with a huge Latino population, are now half of the total number of new COVID-19 cases in the United States. And we're waiting for the virus just to disappear. What we need is some kind of policy, some kind of or strategies to be able to tackle this horrible disease 
that is afflicting many Latinos across the United States. And it's just not Latinos, it's African Americans as well. Uh, it seems almost as if this virus is racist. When you think about it, it's attacking those with without the financial resources or perhaps even medical coverage to be able to really fight this on their own. And speaking about race, let's talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, which has brought a lot of critical issues and critical thinking uh, to all Americans across the United States. We are asking a lot of questions, such as, why do we celebrate statues made for treasonous leaders? These guys were treasonous. They broke off from the United States of America. They fought to maintain slavery. But let's talk about slavery in itself, okay? Because Latinos, we have a lot in common with the African-American community when it comes to how we were treated, okay? Slaves, especially the women, were raped by the white owners. So we need to ask the question, why do we celebrate these statues of men, of individuals who were protecting the, uh, the whole concept of slavery, which included the raping of women, uh, the indignation of men. So it's very hard for us to turn around and uh, try to protect statues that essentially mean something so negative. Uh, in addition to that, you know, there's the Dixie flag uh, that has been flown at NASCAR, has been flown at many Trump events. And look, folks, we cannot continue to celebrate the ugliness of the Confederacy. We have to recognize that they were treasonous. They were against the United States of America. We fought them and we beat them. And they should stop flying that flag uh, as if there was some level of victory here. There wasn't. They lost. And racism isn't limited just to the United States of America. Don't get me wrong. Racism occurs throughout the world. It's all based on the color of your skin. And if you're a mix, like many of us, we are mestizos. We are a blend of races. Uh, we experience racism at varying levels. The darker you are, the more likely it is you're going to receive all types of racism. Uh, the lighter you are, the more favorable people will treat you. And for those of you who watch uh, Univision, if you notice, the two anchors are extremely different. Jorge Ramos, who's very, very light-complected, versus his uh, co-anchor, Ilya Calderon, uh, who is Afro-Latino. She is from originally from Colombia. But uh, in a fascinating book that she has written about her experiences. She talks about the type of racism she experienced when she went to school in Spain, uh, how uh, the fair-skinned uh, students would uh, call her negra, 
And negra is also a, a term of love, a, a term of uh, endearment. And uh, so in her book, Calderon uh, talks about the experiences that she has had uh, growing up. And what's perhaps fascinating is that many of us can relate to that. Many of us experience a certain ting of racism as we grew up. Uh, her book, which uh, will be coming out uh, pretty soon, is called My Time to Speak. So be sure to look out for it when it does come out. And speaking about Latinos in the media, uh, we have a problem in uh, not having enough Latinos either on television or on film. As a result, uh, we don't have role models that many of our young Latinos can look to. This summer, a new film by David Ayers called The Tax Collector will be coming out. And the lead role is played by Shia LaBeouf. And yes, he is a big name, and yes, he will draw people to uh, movie theaters. As a result, the film could be pretty good. But the problem is he plays a white cholo. And the justification that the that David Ayers uses in uh, using Shia is the fact that the script is written uh, that a white cholo teams up with a uh, Latino cholo, and uh, they essentially enforce a drug lord's uh, rules and and of taxes. Anyway, it stars uh, Bobby Soto, uh, who is uh, the Latino cholo that works with uh, Shia, and it also has uh, Cynthia Carmona and George Lopez in the film. Still. It's no excuse. Here's the problem. There is, in fact, a need for us to see Latino heroes, good guys, role models uh, in not just films, but also television. And we keep being put back into this corner of we're drug dealers and we're all bad people. Uh, the biggest exception, of course, is the... Uh, uh, CBS program Magnum P.I. Uh, which stars Jay Hernandez. Now Jay's full name is Javier Manuel Hernandez. He used to be a fashion model before he was discovered to play the role of Magnum P.I. Uh, the guy is really really good and if you watch the program itself uh, it's, it's uh, very entertaining. The thing is he's playing a Hawaiian not a Latino. Uh, Jay Hernandez, by the way, was born in Montebello, California. And uh, who else comes out of uh, Montebello, California? The big band sounds of the Wise Guys. Now, the Wise Guys is an 18-piece band that performs regularly in Southern California throughout Southern California. And the types of music that they play is primarily music from the 40s and 50s. Frankie Barajas, who is their singer, is a dead-on ringer for Frank Sinatra. Frankie has this incredible voice that just comes across extremely soothing. And if you get a chance, go on YouTube, check out The Wise Guys. 
And by the way, I do have an incredible collection of music and uh, our intro for this podcast, for example, is uh, a live performance by Gustavo Cerati, the late Gustavo uh, Cerati, an incredible musician out of Argentina. The live performance was in uh, Monterrey, Mexico. And uh, if you get a chance again, go on YouTube, uh, go on uh, iTunes and pull out uh, Gustavo Zarate. Uh, and as we go along, I will be introducing you to other musicians, other types of music uh, that I think is critical for everyone to know just how diverse uh, the Latino music scene is. It's, it's just unbelievably diverse extremely successful. Well, that's my cue. Uh, I want to thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. Again, my name is Adrian Perez. You've been listening to Coast to Coast Latino. We are the only kind of podcast like this in the nation. Uh, as our success grows, hopefully so will the length of this particular podcast. We want to thank the Vida de Oro Foundation uh, for providing uh, the support that we need, the equipment that we need to make this show possible. We also want to thank all the sponsors of the Vida de Oro Foundation. Uh, again, my name is Adrian Perez. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>